0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, unemployed spray painters looking for a gig in AI and over-quoting real estate agents who can't believe their luck. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper. It's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies. Pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, HG Nelson. Have a lungful, HG. Yes, uh, TF much Cedric has
2: been sumped, torching the uh, blindside blue paper, well, for another year, really. I've got to say that right at the off. Uh, He's been with us through thick and thin, the sumpster, and it's great to see him. Well, let's face it, uh, the sound of the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside, in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cubicle here at ABC Grandstand is the sound of rugby league. The sumpster are always magnificent, fresh from a spell. You can bet on Cedric with complete confidence, knowing he'll be up and about able to get the job done, and he's very, very special when produced early in a preparation. And that's what he's done today. Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side for 2024. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. Well, what a week, what a year. What a year, what an incredible year. And uh, coming back to the week, an incredible week, a week when too much board is barely enough. Uh, And, of course, the year, like no other, lies ahead of us. uh, The Bludge will be with you on the job, up and about, getting the job done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, every step of the way. Vegas! And can I quote... Bright light city, gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. Now, that's a verse written purely in, I don't know who wrote those, the listeners will know, uh, about rugby league. Got a whole lot of money ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. Rugby league has arrived in Vegas. And, of course, the other song that we... Love to repeat at this special time of the year is uh, the one with the bullet happy together, and we might be able to squeeze that in later in the show. Like all right thinking Australians, I was thrilled when the man of feathers, Peter Verlandis, began sprinkling fairy dust around the rugby league boutique Vegas Vegas venue and Vegas venue, uh, Alley Giants Stadium. You know, they said it couldn't be done, people laughed. People said no one will bet on it, no one will come. Well, all those knockers have been proved wrong. And now we're on the verge of rugby league, the greatest game of all, taking over the world. Megan and Harry have been approached, but uh, they're busy. Peter's people have suggested Kelsey could be there on the sidelines after his trip to Taronga Zoo. Uh, sadly, the bloke's in town, but so far not sighted sidelined. Uh, he's sure to be, you know, let's face it, he's sure to be involved in some way, shape or form. A little bit TBA at the moment. But plans are sure to firm up overnight. Winks is here in Vegas. There's talk of Winx and Russell. That's the rabbit's shogun. That's what I'm calling him here in Vegas, the Shogun of the Rabbits, uh, Russell Crowe. He's got 750,000 US riding on a big win in the uh, in the blast-off uh, tomorrow, our time, as in Australian time. These two greats, that's Winks and Russell, uh, they're going to restage the man from Snowy River uh, in the stands before the kickoff. It's going to be great seeing that verse, that great verse. There was movement at the stadium for the word of God. Culture, that's what I'm talking about, rugby league culture. That's what I'm talking about. They're going, to do, they're going to do an impression of that great poem, that great Aussie poem, that classic piece of Australian culture right here before the kick-off in the Ali Giant Stadium. Still in Vegas, and we're talking of nothing else, obviously, today. As many of you know, our charity partner, the Blinkered Knights of, of Balaclava, do great work with those who have fallen on hard times becoming victims of the punt. And when will Four Corners do a program on the Blinkered Knights of, of Balaclava? I, I don't... I'll be dead before they do that. Anyway, remember the head of the Knights... Outreach mission, uh, Monsignor Mo says the best bet is a blinkered bet. That's his words, not mine. And so confident is Mo that the night's bet is the best. If you can find better odds in Vegas tomorrow or tonight, the Knights will credit your account with $1,000. It's a stunning offer and only available to those in Vegas. Completing early thoughts on the Volandos stateside experiment, why didn't NRLW get a Guernsey on the program? The NRLW is the toughest football competition in the world and would not have looked out of place on the big stage. I know Americans are mad. To see men and women given equal opportunity when it comes to sport, when it comes to you know handing out cash. If you've just lobbed into Sin City's uh, well side uh, for the double header, take a tip. If you find yourself in trouble with local heavies, the FBI, or a walk through customs with a with a kilo or two of top South American blower or duffel bag full of uh, well wedges wedges of notes that you shouldn't have, you've got two choices: ring Mo at the, obviously, Blinkered Knights of Balaclava HQ, or get onto Las Vegas Police Chief under the command of Kendall Bell. So Kendall's in charge and he's in command as well. The local plot, I must say, have been over backwards to ease the way forward for Aussies and make them feel very, very welcome on the strip. The upside is, of course, the police will be able to see a game of rugby league. I think each person has been assigned 40 police from the Kendall Bell command That's how I'm seeing it, the Kendall Bell Command here in Vegas and they will be close personal protection for our players. So you can have no fears that they'll end up in trouble. That's all very well, but why weren't our very own rugby league police given an opportunity to get international experience on the largest stage? I mean, we've talked them up here on The Bludge, week in, week out. We think they're great. They're ticketed rugby league players who do police work in their spare time and they've been doing a magnificent job in Sydney trouble spots and would handle anything that Vegas could throw at them. On the downside, though, I am often amazed that there's not a travel advisory from the Australian government suggesting that people don't go near anywhere near the joint. The town appears to be chock a block of spivs, pervs, coat tuggers, creeps, snakes, flea bags, and old fashioned troublemakers. And there's even been incidents in which knife wielding loonies bailed up our hard working rugby league press. Lord knows why. They're a busted ass operation. They would never. They wouldn't have a dollar to rub between them if I could do that. But I ask, uh, has anyone of uh, this uh, bottom feeding scrum that I've just listed? You know, this scum that are looking for trouble. Have they ever met a rugby league player? I doubt it. Just wait till they do. And incidentally, what are nine up to? They appear to be only showing Roosters v. Broncos at the special family time of 3.30 Eastern tomorrow. The only conclusion from this fiasco is that Sneasby hates rugby league. He hates Vegas and he hates Manly. Well, no surprises there. Everybody hates Manly. Uh, he hates Manly and the rabbits. I just hope league lovers can prove me wrong. Racing, and it looks as though Rose Hill has been saved for the time being. Racing supremo Peter Volandis wanted to sell this magnificent venue off to property developers for new suburbs and trouser the lolly, claiming that it would be used to improve trackside facilities, like adding change rooms for jockeys and a steam bath on that picturesque high country Tawong layout. Mercifully, it appears wiser heads in the Sim government have prevailed, and uh, the Ray- Rose Hill layout will remain in the hands of the professional punting community. The World Game and the Matildas qualify for Paris uh, with a 10 nil touch-up of, uh, have I got this right, Uzbekistan. Uh, look, no surprise there. It would be uh, a total shock if the golden generation of Matildas had dipped out on a Saints side appearance in July. Question at the highest level would have had to been asked had they returned empty-handed from the trip. Still with Paris, uh, one new sport to go for gold in the City of Light is breakdancing. And this week the Aussie selection process was complete for the July boot-off. Jay Attack Jeff Dunn will link up with Ray Gunn Rachel Gunn to cut the rug to those funky beats with 16 other men and women going for gold. Cricket and the Chapel Hadley Trophy is up for grabs in this best of two test series. All the action uh, at the moment is filling the basin in Windy Wellington, the venue where if you win the toss, you never bat. It went horribly wrong for the four Aussies, uh, should I say for the Aussies, until Cameron Green stepped up and hit a tonne. Many want to see the competition expanded to a three-test hit-out, but let's face it, these days, there's so little time for test cricket. I think two's enough. I mean, how much of an exhibition of a man kicking a dog can you take? Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, for the first time in 2024, let's ask a man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, The Voice has focused on not only the cost of living crisis, which continues but he's added the national housing crisis to his portfolio of concerns. I don't know how this bloke finds time to sleep. This man is speaking to you today on the condition of anonymity. The strident shaft of hope belongs to the dynamic lifter, rampaging Roy Slaven, who's the best in the business and always up and about to get the job done. Roy, season's greeting. Happy Rugby League. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for 2024 by asking what highlights caught your restless side this week?
0: Fully sick, A1, Cyber Jude. Yes, thank you very, very much, uh, uh, HG Nelson. And, of course, happy Rugby League, HG to you and your uh, your family. And uh, happy Rugby League to all, well, genuine Aussies who, like me, have been buoyed by the waft of Rugby League in the air once more. <laughs> it's uh, you mentioned the word hope earlier HG to me it's the perfect perfume of hope that we have out here at the moment and it's it's wonderful wonderful to have rugby league well i was going to say back in vogue but of course it never left vogue but it's just given its prominence as as it should in the na- in the national gaze uh it's not often we start a program HG with a special announcement and i do have a special announcement to make which i think you personally will find Rather interesting, uh, in consultation with uh, the Inner West Council Supremo, Supremo uh, Mayor Darcy Byrne. Doesn't he do a good job? He does a great job. Anyway, this week uh, I have can confirm that steps have been taken, good steps, positive steps, for what I'm describing as a cultural city sister relationship between uh, Abu Simbal and Leichhardt Oval. <laughs> Uh, I think this could be a very, very exciting... I mean, there are uh, stipulations, provisos, and one being that Leichhardt Oval be preserved as it is, and I have every reason to believe in serious discussions with the Inner West Council that Leichhardt Oval will be preserved, and this being the case, uh, I can see this relationship going through the roof. And I know uh, you have a, a rather personal relationship with uh, with uh, Abu Simbaal
2: they where they're used to preserving things. I've got to say yeah. that is a great get mm. for the, um, you know, Lockhart yes. Oval community yes. uh, linking up with the people who are preserving the, you know, obviously yeah. the artefacts that are being dug out of the
0: Aswan High Dam. It's a remarkable site. It, it isn't is, it? Yes. it is, it it's is. It's near the Syrian border in the e- 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 Egypt, isn't it, yeah? Egypt and the Sudanese the border. The Sudanese border, yes. yes. There's no,
2: as I understand it yet, yes. a border between Syria and Egypt. No. That may come. That may course. come, yeah.
0: yes, yes, yes. And, uh... Well, I can see this. yes, I can see this. There will have to be some sort of formal exchanges and I think there will be some representatives from uh, Egypt arriving uh, in Sydney uh, in the next few days to have a look uh, firsthand at Lockhart Oval and I think uh, they're going to really like what they see.
2: You know those, uh, when you get to Abu Simbel, if you're ever lucky to go, the only thing Mm. you think when you gaze upon the uh, four big ones there is rugby league.
0: huh? Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. And there there is some evidence, I mean, it's scant, <laughs> that rugby Yet league... to may, be dug up. Yeah, that rugby league was once played there. It wouldn't surprise me, it wouldn't surprise you, having been there not so long back. Correct. Now, as you mentioned, uh, green has come good in the New Zealand Test. Um, 170-odd not out. But uh, let's not forget Mitchell Marsh. Quickfire 41, I think. Uh, terrific innings and... and the whole Marsh family already was being celebrated, of course. With the he's now the AB medalist. Yes, AB medalist. Oh, what a night that was for yeah. the whole and what a great speech, Marsh family. Mm. What a great speech! Great, great speech! Great. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful speech. Now I, I don't think we've lost a test match in New Zealand for decades. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last time that New Zealand might have won in New Zealand against Australia, and I'm scratching my head. I can't remember. Was Glenn Turner playing? Maybe. Maybe was it in in e- e- Chapel's time? Maybe I don't know. People will know. Hadley, uh, when Hadley was bowling, they used to get close. Yes, I suppose they did. Richard Hadley. What about his brother Dale? Remember Dale? What a player. (sighs) Anyway, uh, we uh, celebrate, uh, of course, the whole Swamp Marsh family, of course, Sean, Melissa, of course, Michelle. And uh, there's talk of changing the $5 note and removing the Queen. And I think it was suggested in one program last year from a listener that uh, perhaps the Marsh family could be represented on the I tell you what, there'd be no disagreement from this end. It'd be the perfect, perfect thing for the $5 note to see the the Martians, all of them, the big grins. On both sides of the note. Yes, what a family. Mm. Mm. Now, uh, Smith fails again as an opener. I mean, we're going to really have to look at Smith, I think. I think he got a duck uh, yesterday afternoon, and uh, he got 31, I think, in the first innings. Mind you, he was 90-odd, not out, I think, the last time he played in Australia. But he, he just doesn't convince me as an opener. He looks to me like a number four, a natural number four batsman. Why are you, uh, you know, weaken a strength to strengthen a weakness? It never works. No. Never no. works in any sport.
2: Is he tarnishing his legacy? I you think, think he we is. Get I think malarkey he is. at the top of the I order? I think so,
0: yes. I mm. think so. I think uh, openers are a special breed of. I mean, look at Swampy Marsh. I know. Well, oh, the $5 look, note. The $5 note. Are we going to see Smith on a $5 note? No. Not as an opener? We're not. Now, England uh, embarrass themselves against India. I mean, it's another sort of baseball backfire, I think it was described as being by me, another media commitment. Um, um, anyway, enough of baseball. Now, Jordan Thompson, this is excellent news. Jordan Thompson wins his first ATP title after 12 years of trying. I mean, Don't what create. a story of hope this is. He won the Los Cabos Open in Mexico. Have you ever been there? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's Did not you an open with which. Uh, no, I didn't know it was. Uh, I've never, never really heard of it. Never gave it much attention. But I am now to imagine, uh, after all that, this time, he's he's got something to put fruit on the sideboard. Isn't no, it it's wonderful true. to see in the Jordan Thompson uh, household? Now, Sam Stoser has taken over from Alicia Mollock. As our um, Billy Jean King Cup coach, this used to be called the Federation Cup. You may recall, mm-hmm. it's now Big the Billy Jean Cup, Billy Jean King Cup. Very difficult selection choices that have been made, of course. Uh, I'd go with Storm Hunter as our number one player. I think for Australia, uh, perhaps followed up by Kim Birrell, who looks as if she's a very, very willing player. They'd be my first two picks. Still, it, it's up to Sam to make the decisions there. And uh, just looking back at the legacy of uh, Alicia Mollock, I think she did a great job. Great job uh, as the Helms person, I suppose, of uh, women's tennis, Australian women's tennis. I mean, I think women's tennis in Australia is in a better position than it was when Sam Stoser took over. That is a great legacy to leave behind. Uh, so we congratulate congratulate Alicia for the great job she's done. Now, Ma- Matthew Ebden, speaking of tennis, is now our... World number one men's tennis doubles player. I don't think we've had a number one men's doubles player champion since the Woodies. Isn't it? And that incredible. is going back. And speaking to the Woodies, what about that show, Tipping Point? Oh,
2: no. I knew you'd get started on that. Isn't life. it
0: great? It's a great little show. I don't know if people have seen it. I think it's on at five o'clock on Sneesby's channel. Must have snuck under Sneesby's guard when he was asleep. Somebody said, this is a good idea. Sign this, Let's put these two together. You know, a great format. It is a great format, tipping point the English. I don't know if you've seen the English version of it. It's very, very good. Uh, But to imagine you can put in a former number one doubles player and lift it even further, uh, I mean, it would never have occurred to me. No. But but, uh, some genius uh, in Sneesby's network uh, saw the potential there and it's paid off. I mean, it is all wonderful... I don't know if you've seen the show, you answer a question and then you get a chance to... Get money. You get money, yes, if the disc comes down and falls in the right way and it's so fascinating to watch that disc come down. You don't know where it's going to go. Mm. No idea. Mm. And then it, it sort of moves and moves and will it get to the tipping point? Will it tip over? Oh, the drama. I know. And, uh, you know, Todd carries it off so well. Yeah. He talks it through, you know, he shouts a little bit, he gets excited... I, Come uh, on, drop you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's right. And in the promos, I don't know if you saw the promos, they had him on the set with the tennis racket. Funniest thing I've ever seen to imagine the tipping point set with a tennis racket on it. And you think, what's this about? Oh, Todd, former world number one doubles player with uh, Mark. Don't know where Mark is. He's probably doing a game show somewhere in the States. I don't know. <laughs> we just wish him all the best. Wouldn't it be great to see the pair of them on tipping point?
2: That would be fantastic. Wouldn't that be brilliant?
0: Yes. Or if. Uh, with Honoré coming on as well, first guest? Why test. not? Why not? Why not? Or maybe, uh, I don't know, bro, you know, give him his own show, you know, with a sort of come on down sort of show uh, with uh, Mark Woodford leading into Tipping Point. Wouldn't that be a great... That would be fantastic. Seize f- me! Okay. The Melbourne Rebels. I mean, it could be a really, I was going to say difficult year, but it may well be a very short year. For the Melbourne Rebels, this is the Melbourne Rebels rugby union team. I think they're $22 million in debt yeah, they when it? they last looked at the books. I don't know how often, how often they look at them. Obviously not enough. If it got to $22 million before someone decided to have a look. $22 million in debt and then they got bashed up in their first game, 30-3 to three against the Brumbies. The, official, the interesting thing about it, HG, was, though, if you look at the official attendance, nil. Nil. I've never seen that before in my born days. Never once have I seen a game of rugby union played anywhere in the world with an official attendance of nil. But uh, the Melbourne Rebels have done it. It's I mean, what, look at that for a trifecta. $22 million in debt, no one there to watch, and they lost 30 to 3. What a start. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Whoever's at the helm now, I don't know who's at the helm. Is anybody. <laughs> Is anybody. That's the question. And for how long can they keep trading? Yeah. I mean, I- it was you and me, 20, $22 million in debt we'd be in jail we'd be in jail yeah. you can't trade in there. you can't no i mean don't we have laws isn't there something mm. called fiduciary duty mm, maybe maybe we'll keep an eye on that now speaking of rugby union new uh queensland reds coach uh, les kiss and people uh, in the rugby league community, of course, think very fondly of Les yes. I and mean, what a player he was for the uh, Bears, I think, and then for Queensland, Queensland for the Maroons. Yes. Uh, he was a terrific uh, winger from memory. Mm. Mm. Once the ball got to Kiss, I mean, that was it. Game over. Yes. He could really play. Anyway, he's turned his focus to uh, Rugby Union, mm-hmm. interestingly, and I think he did a bit of coaching overseas very successfully. And now he's... Uh, Going to instil what he's described as discipline into the Queensland Reds. I didn't right. know they were the discipline was missing, but apparently it was. Well, Les could see it, uh, what you know, many others couldn't. Uh, so we wish him all the best with that, and we'll certainly be keeping an eye on the Queensland Reds. I can't wait to see them come up against the Rebels. <laughs> Let's see if discipline plays off. Mm. Let's see if the Rebels have any discipline. Mm. Obviously not in the accounts department. Uh, Now, Cam Smith, that is the golfer, he's dropped to 44th in the world rankings. Now, this is due to live commitments. Now, the shark thinks it's a joke. Does he? He does. He does. There's not many things the shark... You know, I've never seen the shark laugh. You know, we've been watching the shark for the best part of 40 years now. Never seen him laugh. It's funny, isn't it? And yet he's found this a joke. Odd bloke. Speaking of golf, Mark Hensby has joined the seniors tour. Oh, what? And uh, let's say we just wish him all the best. Thought he was going to be forgotten. We haven't forgotten you, Mark. Who can forget the... Was it the John Deere tournament that he won back in 2004? Remember that in a playoff? Never forget. Terrific day that was. It was. That John Deere classic. What a great tournament.
2: What sort of events would he play in the Seniors?
0: Oh, I don't know. You know, the Narooma Open? Yeah, something like that, I suppose so. That'd be the odd thing, you know, for he and... Uh, I don't know if Shark plays. He no, might. Don't I don't think Shark plays. I don't play. think
2: so. But mm. uh, Fuzzy Zellemite. Fuzzy
0: Wood, yeah. yes. Ernie Els. Ernie, Ernie Ells. Ernie Els. Yeah, yeah, he'd play. Semi Boe Steros. Yeah, no, couldn't uh, he swing? If he was still with us. Yeah. <laughs> Still, we can think about him (laughs) as we watch the other seniors go about. And, of course, we're wishing a wonderful week for the greatest game of all, (laughs) uppermost in our minds. Speaking of the greatest game of all, Penrith were robbed of the World Club Championship. There was a try awarded to Wigan, which wasn't a try, and a try denied to Penrith that should have been awarded. I mean, it was a farce, and the referee was an embarrassment. And there should be steps taken that this should never, ever happen again. The great
2: thing about that, you know, if that happened in America, no-one would know. No. They wouldn't know what was...
0: No, they wouldn't know. No, but we know. Yeah, don't... don't, And that's the important thing. We know. I was livid. We know. I was livid. I still am livid. Make of that what you will.
1: The Las Vegas Church of Rugby League has secured a month's residency for former Australian strongman ScoMo next March. In weekly sprays, the Mo will take us his themes, the miracle of the five jobs, the sermon of the shark and the night at Ingadine Mecca's that changed his life forever. Dates and times available from Bludging on the Blind Side.
2: Uh, well, Roy, obviously we have to talk about Vegas and there's so many issues here. <clears throat> Maybe start with the, with the problems of being in Vegas. Yes, for instance, the, you know, obviously the boss of the police, Kendall Bell.
0: Isn't he a terrific bloke, Kendall Bell? He's so
2: friendly. Mm. You, know, you know, as you pointed out in other media commitments, if you want to root or toot in Vegas, he's the man to he's talk to. He's the
0: man to talk to, yes. And he did he say... He knows
2: how Vegas works, doesn't he? He does know how Vegas works. The
0: do's and don'ts, that sort of thing.
2: That's right. Now, as I understand it, club officials and senior players were addressed by uh, Kendall mm. and given some tips on what they should and shouldn't do. And these were his four... Sort of most frequent scams. And, you know, I've got to be honest here, as I said in my opening remarks, is the joint here is different to what you and I expect in Australia. Yeah. You know, people are sort of always looking for advantage. Yes. Uh, you know, I must say it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yes. But because of rugby leagues here, I feel as I've got to be here. Mm. Um, and he's... Uh, he said, uh, locals intentionally picking fights with players while an accomplice records the incident in the hope of extorting money. That's right. Now, that's one. Now, hawkers trying to lure tourists with the promise of alcohol and women away from the main Vegas strip where there's less oversight by police. That's right. I can't see any Australian falling
0: for that, though, can you? No, I wouldn't have thought so,
2: no. Women throwing themselves at players, sometimes with the intention of stealing from them or catching them in a compromising situation that could be used as leverage. That's right. Again.
0: Yeah. I I can't see the the Aussies falling for that one.
2: Again, have any of these people met a rugby league player? Mm. For... While marijuana is legal in Nevada, players caught smoking the substance in public face the prospect of being evicted from their hotels. Really? An odd uh, wriggle
0: there. Mm. Now, I think we... Well, players aren't going to go anywhere near that sort of stuff. I mean, it's not performance enhancing.
2: Now, can I just say that they are, what Want I call it, warnings well taken yes. by everybody in Vegas. Yes. But on the other hand, mm. I've got to be honest here, is if you just lock the players in the hotel... Mm. How will Americans know that that rugby league on? Mm. I refer to some of the great work done by people like, obviously in the old days, Matthew Lodge in New York, spreading the word of rugby league, Nate Miles in the corridors of various hotels, or going back to, you know, South's end-of-season trips and all that sort of stuff. It was all great and it all promoted rugby league and pushed it in the same direction. Mm. I think, in fact, the last big one was a a certain end-of-season Finale, which was photographed at one of the city hotels where Mm. people took umbrage, but they didn't forget Rugby League. No, no. So where do we draw a line here between, obviously, everything tickety-boo and everything getting what it should be and promoting the Rugby League? And can I say that Rugby League players promote the game better than anyone else?
0: They do. Yep, they they do. I I, I mean, as I've said many a time to the players you've just got to uh, have the, in the back of your mind that if you're meeting someone new in Las Vegas, just bear in mind that there's every chance that they are sickos, scammers, grifters or pervs. And it's very, you know, after a few minutes you can get to the bottom of it and weed really? all those things out. Yes. And once you have, once you've yes. said to them, look, are you a sicko? No. Are you a perv? No. What's that? You know, once you've got to the bottom of that, then you can start to relate to them and then they'll start asking you questions. What do you do? I play rugby league. You what? Yeah, that's right. I play rugby league. Yeah, I'm here no, no, I much do rugby no league. Bags. Oh, what's rugby league? And there you are. Then you're yeah. off. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're standing with them around the roulette wheel or something like that. You know, or or the gaming table, because you want the players to enjoy the Vegas lifestyle. Yes, the Vegas experience. You know, to go in with a thin wallet and go to your room with a fat wallet at the end of the night with or without, you know, a friend that you've made. A lifetime. A lifetime friend that you you can share your life with. Yeah. And that can happen. Next thing you know, you're in the the, the, the Elvis Chapel walking down the aisle. I know. I mean, the memories. Tears. 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 You know, <laughs> I, I saw I, on Sneezeby's, you know, outlet. I, I noticed. Uh, I think Danica was walking down the uh, the aisle there. To, to show us what it was like uh, in, in Vegas. And I was really in tears. I mean, oh, well, so, oh, so many people have walked down that. Famous people have walked down that aisle. I don't know if Elvis ever did, but you get the feeling that
2: he might have done. Well, can I just go one further? There was a wedding there, people taken up by the romance of Vegas. Yes. And they couldn't find somebody to give the bride away, yes. so they got Reggie the Rabbit to oh, walk down the
0: aisle. Oh, I did see something about that. It was that. incredible. Isn't it? That... That's exactly the sort of promotion we yes, need to have Yes, it is. There. It is. And how special for that special couple. Reggie the rabbit, they wouldn't know who or what Reggie was or what he stood for. They'd know nothing about the rabbit-o story, you know, the the rabbit population in Australia at the time, you know, back in the day of the Depression and the clothes props and all all of that. So much to talk about and fill them in, that young couple. What a story for them to take home wherever they live. And I think Reggie kicked on with them afterwards. Did he really? What, for a few beers? (laughs) <laughs> beers, yeah. back to the hotel and, and into the roulette
2: wheels yeah, and yes. then just, uh, back yeah. to the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Now look, one thing that worried me, and this is very hard to read. You know, let's face it, we're we're, we're not across all the issues. No. Speaking of the roulette wheel, hmm. uh, David Gallup, who used to run rugby league, was yes. there, and he was uh, terrific. He's terrific. The game has changed a lot since he was there. He yeah. said they couldn't really think about taking the game to America, the raging venues on offer in America now, just weren't there in his day. Oh, well, that's probably but this prompted true. the writer who works for Snesby's paper, yeah. uh, he walked through the halls of commerce in Vegas and he mm. said not a single sportsbook operator in any of the casinos uh, that your humble columnist may have breezed through appears to be taking bets on the game. Well, that's got to be a lie. Thanks. It's, it's gotta be. It's gotta a lie. be alive. There must be a. Uh, there must be a cupboard somewhere yes. with signed rugby league bets in here. Yes. Open the door and you go put a twenty yes. down. Yes. There yes. must be some going on somewhere. Yeah.
0: And well, you'd imagine, uh, you know, these these people that take bets officially in Vegas, you'd imagine, you know, there'd be so many people coming up to them wanting to get a bit of money on either Manly or the Rabbits or you know whatever, that they'd start asking questions. You know, I've been asked so many times, what's going on here? And then the word would get through to them. Rugby league's in town. It's what? I mean, that's all it
2: takes, isn't it? I know. And what about it's a place of commerce? Why yeah. couldn't some in, well, let's face it, there's lots of Australians there, yes. enterprising Australians, get a card table out yeah. and start shouting the odds, manly 2-1 against yes. the rabbits. Yes. And then all of a sudden there's a queue forming yes. in front that's trying right. to get bets on because people love betting. They love betting on anything, yes. especially things they know bugger all about. That's right.
0: No, look it's I I see Vegas, I always have done I've said to you this privately over the years. It's it's a town of opportunity. Town of opportunity, exactly right. The thing about Las Vegas is you've got to be really unlucky to leave a loser.
1: The University of Queensland is now accepting students for its 2025 Basic Rugby League degree. New courses include Reggae Rugby League, Rugby League Morality, The Las Vegas Experiment, The Legacy of the Footy Show, The Gould Report into St. George, and The Life of Cam Smith. All inquiries will be treated with confidentiality and respect.
2: what we have to address is what will make it a success what will what will the kpis look like Monday morning when we look back over this incredible journey that we've been on what will be how will we measure success and I want to set this out as a as a sort of a bit of a problem is uh there's a double header being offered on the Alley Giant Stadium tomorrow. There's a cross promotion to lure in boxing fans. Now, what I like about boxing fans is they know what it's like to take a punch to the head. So that's what they're going to get a lot of in when they follow rugby league. Mm-hmm. Tim Zoo, who is in Las Vegas preparing for a clash with against former unified world weight world champion Keith Thurman on March the thirtieth, yes. will help spruce the NRL opener promoters, No Limit, uh, American Heavyweights, Premier Boxing, etc., are, are going to encourage locals to attend the Rugby League and the big fight with Tim Zoo and uh, Thurman. Yeah. They think that two-for-one tickets could be as many as 50,000.
0: Really? Because, yes.
2: you see, you've got to be there for a fair time. You've got to be there for tomorrow and yes. then wait till the end of the month. It's not as though Australians who might have booked a, a trip there and have to come back next week because they've got work commitments or left sure. the kids behind with a bit of food in the house, etc., sure. cetera, and yeah. set off. Yeah. You know, it's as though they've got a real commitment to staying in Vegas for the whole month.
0: Mm.
2: Not mm. that there's not things to do. Oh,
0: <laughs> things to do in
2: Vegas? Mm. Uh, I mean, you've only got a month. Exactly, it? a month. Yeah. Well, you can stay longer if you want it. Yes. But does this worry you, a doubleheader, a ticket mm. doubleheader offer, mm. or do you think there's some upside to this?
0: No, I th- look, I, 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 a terrific upside to it. I, I mean, I'm amazed that Keith Thurman's people uh, agreed to yes, this. Yes, no, I'm amazed. Uh, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a real hands-across-the-water Thing that you Cash don't of the often yeah Joining the right. coach together, that's, that's joining right. two nations together. Yes, yes. And there's, at the moment, really, in Vegas, there's no bigger name than Tim Zoo at the moment, is <laughs> there? I mean, remember Tim Zoo, no one wanted to fight him. Everyone was scared of him. No one wanted to go near Tim Zoo. Well, mercifully, the Keith Thurman has put his hand up and said, Yeah, well, I'm prepared to give it a go. I don't know if he knew much about Tim Zoo. Probably not. Probably worried a little bit now that he has learned a few things about Tim Zoo, you know, the association with rugby league, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the rabbits and the rabbits, of course, yeah. So, so this is all good because it gets people asking, you know, people who are interested in boxing who come to Vegas, you know, a month ahead, just on the off chance that they're going to so hang they, around all yeah. that time until they see the two step into the ring. It gives oh, them ah, true, another focus. No, I agree. You know, the focus. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can you have your card games, your roulette wheels, your, your your poker machines, all of that, all of that, all of that. But suddenly, there's rugby league there to talk about as well. Rugby what? Rugby league. I mean, who's that bloke over there? He looks fit. Oh, he's a rugby league player. Where's he from? Australia. Who's he play for? Manly. Oh, I hate them. You know what I mean? It's great because it gets people talking. You you, you, you get manly fans who, who didn't you? really know they were manly fans and suddenly they realise they're being hated and they don't know why. You know, you just got to say that we hate you because you're a manly fan. Hey, I didn't know that. I love being hated. <laughs> well, so to manly fans. That's what makes me a manly fan. You know, it's great. These sorts of, and you make friends for life. You do. As long as they're not sickos, spivs, hucksters, et cetera, et cetera. No, I get that. I and, get and that. And generally speaking, people who are there for the boxing and for the rugby league right. are uh, decent, hardworking hard Hardworking American Americans, people. Yeah, or Australians. Or, or Australians, yeah. there, Yes, who've gone specifically, you know, not only for the gambling and the, and the wonderful culture... <laughs> that is Las Vegas, and and people who just love deserts. <laughs> you forget about them. You do. No. Oh, sorry, you're going back to, to your KPIs. I'm not worried about KPIs for the first year. We've got to see this as a five-year venture. Yes, SG. okay. I, I wasn't see, going... this is just a toe in the water. Next yes. year, it'll be the full foot in the water. <laughs> once, the you get, once you get over the flute, flute depth... That's when you can start talking about KPI.
2: No, I think that's wise. But I was going to head in a slightly different direction. The Rivers of Gold. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to put a number on it, but $50 billion is likely to come to rugby league in the coming month. Yes. uh, Through the great, great Mm -hmm. uh, avalanche of punting money that will be going through Vegas because of rugby league's in town or was in town. Yes. Now... Some sickos and so on hmm. have suggested that it would be wise, instead of buying the Super League in England... Yes. I'm not talking about the Premier League, the Super League Super in League, England, yeah. England, and oh. maybe starting a competition in America. I know Carl Stefanovic is very keen on a, an American competition. Right. USRL... Well, there is a USRL. I know. Already. I know. Well, funding that to a good level.
0: Yes. (laughs) You
2: know, people are thinking, well, maybe some of this should go into rural and regional rugby league in Australia. And some people are, Uh, I know, short-sighted people. Yes. That lot. Yes. Uh, Some people are worried about, you know, the people out in Dubbo and Wagga will still have to blow up their own jumping castle and still have trouble with the urn being turned on and having to get people to take, you know, point people to the parking slots and take their money and all this sort of stuff. Sure. And Uh, then go and play a game. That they'll find it extremely difficult to explain why rugby league given that it's got $50 billion a week off the punt in America, sure. can't find money to pay people to do these jobs. Yes. Now, is that fair or is that just being, you know, too stupid for words?
0: Well, I think people have, have got to be a little bit realistic, HG. Uh, Re- realistic. I, I mean, if you are, you know, helping to blow up the jumping castle in Dubbo in uh, the off chance that a couple of kids might w- waddle in and jump on it while there's a game of rugby league happening, you've just got to accept that that, that is life. You know, it's a bit like someone who, you know, if say you work at, you know, Woolworths or Coles, and 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 you're you're working there, and you know, people come along and you want you to, uh, you know, scan something for them, and they'll pay for it, and you know, your CEO, you you know, you you might be getting, say, upwards of seven or eight hundred dollars a week. That much, yeah. And then you look at your CEO of the company you're working for, who's walking away with, say. $25 $25 million a year, you've just got to accept that as real. It's, that's reality. That's how it is. Yeah. But it gives you the dream that one day you can, you can be on the checkout one day and then another day you're going to be sitting in the boardroom and then you can say to those, those around the boardroom, there was a time when I was working at the checkout. No way. That's real. That's how it is. You, that, you've got to have those dreams. Same for those kids, you know, jumping around on the jumping castle. They've got to have dreams that one day they'll be asked to go to Las Vegas and play
1: Rugby League. Australian punting families with a same-day multi in mind, thinking of a flutter this weekend, think tickle. When you have placed your bets, ask to speak to the Wizard of Odds, Cyril the Slim Negus, about the same-day specials that are only available to listeners to Bludging on the Blind Side.
2: Uh, one of the things that's, uh, you know, been a staple of, you know, bludgeoning on the blind side ever since we started was your talkback topics. Oh, yes. What have you got for uh, okay, the
0: this week. H, yeah, not a problem. I'm, uh, look, uh, Annie from Falkenbridge has been in touch on the text. Mm. She says, I, I must confess that I had to hang my head with shame and embarrassment when I learnt that the whole Las Vegas thing is actually a thing. I was vastly entertained by what I thought was one of... Uh, your most whimsical notions. You really can't make this stuff up, she says. Well, we've never Why made... Why would we make stuff well, up? We've never made Rugby it. Rugby league rights itself. I mean, it's, it's, it's got its own reality. I mean, all we can do is you know, turn on the torch and let you have a look at it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a living, breathing thing. You can't just ignore it. Well, you can't ignore it, but you're you're out of can, touch. Can
2: I say I'm disturbed by this text? Yeah. I mean, to think that
0: Annie in Falkenbridge didn't just thought I it mean, wasn't real. I, I mean, know. Where, where's she been? I know. I know. And and all those great
2: things, you know. Yeah. The university with the rugby league degree that you've. Yes, Queensland University. Yeah, uh, yeah. their new course. I mean, it
0: looks fabulous.
2: <laughs> it looks
0: fabulous.
2: I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Look, the talk back this week, HG is. Uh, uh, should proven rugby league spies be named and shamed? <laughs> Just looking back over the years, HG, of potential rugby league spies, Lee Crooks. I oh, Lee Crooks, I yes. Could, yes. I yes. reckon he was probably a spy. Uh, little Tommy Bishop, I'm sure, was a spy back in the day with the Sharks. Uh, so many of the ideas that the Sharks came up with, you'd see them appear overseas in England, you know. The following week, he was just phoning through and giving away all the secrets that was going on there. Little Tommy Bishop, he was right into the spy. Four here. Corners never probed. No, of course, they didn't. <laughs> that left wing bloody you the know, como outfit. Como outfit, yes. Uh, the Burgess brothers, of course. Burgess there brothers. Oh, questions about the Burgess brothers. I mean, yeah. look at that. Uh, what was it, the four B 4B clothing? Four 4B mean, what a wheeze that was. Is I that mean, still going on? I don't know. But th- we know for a fact that the the clothing was made in China. Draw your own conclusions. Draw your own conclusions. Yeah, you don't need us to join the dots for you. No. No, no, no. So if anyone uh, feels that, uh, you know, proven rugby league spies should be named and shamed, we're happy to do it. Just uh, forward through the names and the talk back. Or you may disagree. You may say, no, I think uh, rugby league spies should be just left alone. Fine, that's a view. And we're going to respect that view. <laughs>
2: Obviously.
0: <laughs> Obviously. We respect being mad. Yeah, not I, know. Respect I know. I mean, we are, after all, an inclusive
2: yes. program. Yeah, that's right. You know, we and, take views from all sides. And love a diversity of opinion. We do love the diversity yeah. of opinion.
0: Yeah. Okay, so look at got, that, how we, yes that. or no, if you want to add and you know list a few names there that you think are rug, genuine rugby league spies, we're happy to put the word out. Yes. You know, after a bit of an investigation. And I. go and
2: look at their records. Yeah. Yeah, we'd probably have to go back through the big league week or whatever it is. Whatever whatever it was. Week. Yeah, yeah, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. Or just recorded. ask some
0: people at the pub, you know. <laughs> True, they know. What do you think about the Burgess Brothers? Spies! <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, no, we, Here's your right. answer. Yeah. Uh, do we have a number for the talkback? It doesn't think you, matter. No, I mean, no, you
2: just bring up the ABC. Just ring up the ABC and, 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 the and say,
0: look, oh, yes or no, it'll get through to us eventually, I'm sure. I'm look, sure. that's a terrific start. And if you don't start. want to call, fine, we respect
1: that. <laughs> That's half time on the bludge. Click to the next episode to hear the second half. Bludge on, bludgers.